Hi, I'm Willem Lang. I've been exploring the wilds and waters of New England for more than 70 years. Join me and New Hampshire PBS for some adventures on the trail with my podcast, Words from the Wild with Willem Lang. Left back, right forward, shouted the guide from just behind us, and the four of us with paddles, two on each side of the raft, responded with the will born of terror. The raft swung left, rose about six feet on the upstream slope of a standing wave, and plunged down the other side into a maelstrom of roaring water that could trap us. All ahead, he shouted, and we burst out of the hole, peering downstream for the next one. What was behind us did not matter. Our guide and steersman, Todd Papiano, sat on the rear of the inflatable raft, a perch from which I could not help but notice he could be ejected at any moment. We'd been instructed how to retrieve him or any member of the crew should that happen. Grab the back of his life jacket, not his arms, so he'd be able to help you get him back in. But the prospect, no matter how remote, of running the rest of this river without him was very thrilling. The rapid river is a beauty. One of the best-kept secrets of New England whitewater rivers, the rapid drains the famous Rangeley Lakes westward into Umbegog Lake and then into the headwaters of the Androscoggin. It lies entirely within the state of Maine, but as the saying goes, you can't get there from here, not without a lot of difficulty at least. All the land surrounding it is in private hands, paper companies mostly, so access is by private roads subject to closure at any time for any reason. And almost all the roads that go anywhere near the last few miles of the Rapid River, where the rapids are classic and huge, originate near Errol, New Hampshire. Errol and the Errol Restaurant used to be known as a rest and refreshment stop for Montrealers headed for the Canadian Riviera, Old Orchard Beach. The restaurant featured the customary sign, Du Palon Francais, and the proprietress, famous for her pies, was eclipsed appropriately, Madame La Tarte. The sign is gone now, and the restaurant's name has been changed. I hear French, but infrequently, and the pies appear to be outsourced. Besides summer tourists, the big business here now is during midwinter, when dozens of long-distance snowmobilers roar into the parking lot and stomp inside, red-faced and dressed in multicolored spacesuits for hot soup, fries, and moose burgers. Just across the road, a former sporting goods emporium has morphed into an improbably huge mall of manufactured log construction featuring everything the sports person could possibly want, from camouflaged compound bows to canoes and ATVs, from Carhartt overhauls to hunting clothes with all the latest in camouflaged fabrics, from knickknacks to gifts to moose turd chocolate candies to deer hunting perfume. When I was last in Errol, I'd forgotten my cane. Faced with a three-mile hike to the head of the rapids before our raft tripped down, I went into the mall looking for a replacement. Lots of walking sticks, not good substitutes for a cane. Then one of my friends came back from a foray into a distant department with a telescoping cane with a plastic head with a little ice axe and wonder of wonders, a halogen flashlight built into the butt end of the head. 
useful in the unlikely event I was ever benighted on the trail, and only 15 bucks. I bought it. Half a mile down the road, where the Androscoggin River roars under Route 26, are the office, campground, and boat storage yard of Northern Waters Outfitters, where you can sign up for almost anything on the water. Todd Papiano runs the place. A schoolteacher in North Conway during the winter, he's a big guy, a river guide, administrator, and impresario. We had a tour of the premises and drove together to a landing at the foot of Umbegog Lake. A trip across the lake on a pontoon boat, and we were at the foot of the rapids. It's a pleasant hike upstream beside the river, an old tote road. At the top, we got a safety lecture. Now, if you go overboard, donned helmets and life jackets, and set off downriver in three big inflatable rafts. Before the first little bit of swift water, Todd rehearsed us to see if we could tell the difference between forward and back, and how hard we could paddle. Then off we went. The river is controlled by a series of dams with predictable announced release schedules. We were floating on about 1,400 cubic feet per second, a medium release. The river is divided into a series of pitches separated by pools. The descriptions of the pitches speak of heavy turbulence, the pour over near the bottom of the rapid, and a fairly large hole on river right. Very few of these details troubled those of us in the crew. We just listened for commands from the steersman, who we hoped was still there, gasped as we saw what was coming, and jammed our feet under the seats to keep from being ejected ourselves. The two young women up front were superb, in spite of being underwater for a good bit of the trip. The cameraman, too, amidships, with both hands on his waterproof camera, was frequently submerged. How we never lost him, I don't know. Halfway down, we came across Smooth Ledge, where perhaps 20 kayakers who'd portaged their boats half a mile through the woods to get there, played in a beautiful surfing wave, trying to achieve an equilibrium where they didn't have to paddle. Most overturned instead and popped back up a few yards downstream. One raft tried it and threw everybody out. (laughs) Todd was cool, but clearly excited. I couldn't tell whether he was shouting to hype the danger I really was uncertain whether we'd make it through on the sunny side of the raft. Occasionally, we plunged sideways into huge holes, not the way I would have wanted to do it myself. Was it accidental, as it appeared, or on purpose? It was the same feeling I had once on my first bobsled ride. This driver has decided to end it all, and this is the trip he's decided to do it. But all too soon, the calm water at the foot of the Devil's Hop Yard came into view. And we were done with the most fantastic four miles of whitewater I've ever run. If you've got a couple of days, you should do it too. Thanks for listening, friends. If you're looking for a little more outdoor adventure, you can always watch the latest Windows to the Wild on nhpbs.org slash windows. Words from the Wild with Willem Lang is brought to you by New Hampshire PBS and the Marlon Fitzwater Center for Communication at Franklin Pierce University.